Hello everybody, my name is Ken Fallon and you're listening to another episode of Hacker Public Radio. What's kind of interesting on this one is that we have uh, an HBR host joining us as an interviewee. So, would you like to introduce yourself? Because I believe I've already butchered your name too many times. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, uh, as an HPR host, most people know me as a hookah. Uh, but um, as the director of publicity for Ohio Linux Fest, I think more people know me as Kevin O'Brien. Actually, that threw me for a good while, not knowing what your real name was. <laughs> yeah. I suppose in hindsight, I probably didn't need to use a, a name for Hacker Public Radio. I could have just gone as Kevin O'Brien. might have been less of a problem that way. Um, so you're here to tell us about Ohio Linux first. So I guess the first thing to tell us is uh, what it is and where it is and why that is. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Ohio Linux Fest is, uh, well, it's a Linux festival, uh, an event that goes on every year in the fall. And it's in Columbus, Ohio. This is our 10th year. And uh, this year, the event is going to take place the very last weekend of September, the 28th, the 29th, and the 30th. So we're looking forward to a really awesome event here. Okay, fantastic. And um, how close is that to um, you know major cities in the U.S.? Well, let's see. Columbus, Ohio is in roughly the middle of Ohio, uh, which means that it's probably going to be a five or six hour drive from Chicago, which is probably the nearest really large city. Um, Probably a couple of hours from Cleveland, uh, you know, four or five hours from Pittsburgh. So it's, it's kind of in the what we call the Midwest. Okay, fair enough. Um, it seems to be one of the more um, well-known Linux fests. Um, yeah, I, I think it really is. It's it's been around. It, it's not the oldest one of all, but uh, you know, it is. Uh, I say it's our tenth year, so that that makes it uh, pretty longevity. Uh, you know, compared to some of the others. I, you know, there. Uh, I love having these kinds of events. So, for instance, uh, earlier this year we had one in Indiana, and I thought that was great too. You know, let a thousand flowers bloom and all of that. But, uh, but Ohio Linux Fest, I think, has uh, has been around pr- one of the longer ones, and we've got a really great history over our ten years. Uh, Mad Dog has been uh, associated with it just about from the beginning. Uh, and has been a big mentor to us. He's a um, inspiration to us all, I think. Actually, we've had a, a few of us talks on, and it'd be interesting to see what the reactions will be this year, following his, uh, you know, very touching announcements earlier on. Yeah. I, you know, I. I, I my guess is it probably won't make a whole lot of difference to most people. I the, the other day I was reading. Um, you know his blog and and I'm getting in all the things he's doing and and it wasn't until I got to the very end I suddenly occurred to me well you know he's just mad dog for me <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't really make a whole lot of difference to me one way or the other um, that he came out no exactly and uh, just reading his blog it was a bit of a shock to me to, to see what the 
experiences that he would have gone through. But um, yeah, there you go. A geek's a geek in my book. Mm-hmm. Or a hacker. Sorry, we're on Hacker Public Radio. A hacker is a hacker. Is a hacker. <laughs> well, you know, we're we're all geeks too. That's uh, I think that's the unifying factor for all of us on Hacker Public Radio. Uh, okay, dragging us back to the point here. Listen, Ohio yeah. Linux Fest. Ohio um, Linux Fest. Are you as excited about this as I am about going to camp? Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, and, you know, if I had the kind of money, I'd be going to Og Camp too. But uh, you know, unfortunately, that transatlantic airfare just isn't in my budget this it year. It sucks, doesn't it? <laughs> it really does. But, you know, I mean, it's great that we've got these uh, events in different places. Uh, I've been real excited about this. As one of the organizers, uh, you know, this is a year-round commitment for me and for a number of other people. Um, You know, we basically, uh, this whole cycle started for us uh, right after the last one. So, October. Last year we had, uh, was it Moose that was on? talking to us uh probably moose yeah moose is still involved she's the chair of the uh committee so uh you know there were there's probably a a core of about a dozen to 15 people that are just involved with it year round so we start right after the event um you know a week or two after the event is over we have a in-person get-together in columbus uh because uh, you know, most of us don't live in Columbus. Uh, like, for instance, I live in Michigan, which is a, a state right above Ohio. So for me, it's about a three-hour drive. Uh, a, a funny thing is, Moose and I live in the same town. Just a weird coincidence that way. You love that, yeah. Uh, and, you know, we've got one person who comes from Chicago, another person from Indianapolis, another person from Pittsburgh, and, and, and a number of people from Ohio. So, you know, we get a couple of weeks after the event, we get together, we have an in-person talk about, okay, what are the lessons learned? And then we just go right from that to getting to work on the next year. And, you know, we meet every week, you know, except maybe around the holidays, we'll we'll drop a week off. Um, and we've got to go through all of the process of lining up speakers, uh, getting our keynotes, uh, just the technical stuff. We've got to get our, our website up and running and be able to take registrations and, and all of that. So it's a, it's kind of a year-round commitment, and I absolutely love it. Is a lot of that um, whole you know, back-end stuff not kind of uh, boilerplate template stuff by now? Uh, no, it isn't. <laughs> Should it and, be? Uh, uh, well, kind of, yes, it, it should. Um, you know, I don't want to put all of our dirty linen out there in public, but, you know, we, we, we've had some struggles over um, hosting, uh, getting the server set up the way we want it. And, you know, part of the problem is everyone involved is a volunteer. So, you know, it's a matter sometimes of just finding the time to get in there and mess around with it. Um I'm not directly involved as as the person in charge of publicity. There are th- things I want to do with the website that are going to come up, but uh, you know, I'm hoping we're going to be able to get some of those things done this year. 
you know, so some of it is is kind of boilerplate, but uh, you know, I think it could be developed a lot more. Looking okay. forward to doing some of that. So let's get down to the old nuts and bolts. Uh, can you walk us through what the schedule is? If, is the schedule already tied down at this stage? We've actually published the schedule. Um, our website is Ohio Linux, O-H-I-O-L-I-N-U-X dot O-R-G. Um, and if you go there, you can see that we've now published the uh, complete schedule. Um, so I, you know, there's you know 50 different talks. I'm not going to go through each one of those individually, um, but I'm going to suggest people go there. Let me give you the 5,000 foot uh, view, so to speak. And what that is is that on Friday, Friday is basically training day. So we have professional training, uh, and we've got really good people doing that. That's, we call that the Ohio Linux Fest Institute. We're bringing in professional trainers from companies like Red Hat and Cloudera, the Linux Institute, um, and they're going to provide training. We have a whole day session on Hadoop, all day session on Puppet, then we've got half day sessions on performance tuning, security enhanced Linux, advanced shell scripting, the VI editor, and uh, time management for sysadmins. So you is it can on the get Friday, a, is it? Uh, this is Friday, right? Okay. Uh, and so you can get all of that, um, and that's for a professional registration, which is three hundred dollars. Uh, but you know, if you've ever gone for professional training through any of the, uh, you know, boot camps or what have you, you know that that's a real bargain price and. You know, when you take a look at the instructors we have and the training we're offering, it's a real good deal. No, I, I, I completely any... understand. I think that's actually fine. And the fact that it's on a Friday as well, you can, you know, um, uh, slip in your hotel overnighting as well mm -hmm. on, your, uh, on your company. Uh, exactly. <laughs> Not a bad deal there either. Uh, then uh, we're also offering uh, the... Um, uh, cram session for the LPI exam. Uh, if you're interested in getting your uh, LPI certification, you can do that. So we're offering that on Friday. And uh, also something that we call uh, Linux Basics. One of the things that Ohio Linux Fest has always had high in, in, in our minds is it's not just an event for the people who have been using Linux for 10 years and are sysadmins. We, we make a big effort to reach out to the new people and say, you know, come find out what this is all about, you know, be a part of the open source revolution. So we've got a, a, a Linux Basics that um, happens on Friday, and people who come to that will learn to install and configure Linux, and we do it on laptops, and they can, if they wish, for an additional $100, purchase the laptop at the end of the day. So if you've already installed wow. it and configured it, and we say for 100 bucks, you can walk out with it. What type of a laptop is that? Uh, it, it's not bad. Uh, I, I don't remember the exact specs. Um, I mean, it, it, it's obviously not a gamer <laughs> thing, but, uh, you know, I think it was uh, like a dual-core processor, and, you know, decent okay. specs, not bad, not bad. you know, 
for a hundred bucks, it ain't a bad deal. Um, so that's all of that happens Friday, and then we usually have a uh, we're gonna. You know, we're always experimenting, so Friday evening we're doing a uh, kind of a pajama party thing, um, and it's going to include some... A what? Pajama party. Um, Please do explain. At, well, you know, pajama parties uh, are, I mean, traditionally the idea is that it's an overnight and, you know, you're in your pajamas. Um, so... Uh, we're going to have a, uh, I, I think we're looking at maybe having a, a competition for the best pajamas and have some judging and things like that. You know, it's it's kind of lighthearted fun. We're also going to have BOF sessions Friday night. Um, so there's plenty of stuff to keep people occupied. Of course, as one of the organizers, I'll probably be busy behind the scenes working all night, like, along with the rest of the committee. should be, yes. Yeah, we should. Then you know Saturday we uh, we hit the ground. Oh uh, yeah, there's there's probably gonna, there's going to be a keynote Friday night. You know that's one of the things we do on Friday as well is is open, um, you know, with a keynote. So we don't want to forget that part either. And who's given that? Uh, let me look that up. Um, You'd think I'd know that off the top of my head, but I say we just published the schedule and I haven't got the whole thing memorized yet. So let's quickly go to the uh, website and, and take a look. Uh, oh, okay, that one's going to be Mad Dog. Uh-oh. Very good. Always good. Yeah. It's, it's the perfect storm. Now, if you were reading his blog, um, he did two blog entries about this uh, over the last month. And uh, so I'm guessing it's the same because the blog entries were called the perfect storm. And I think what he's talking about is how the changes in the, in the uh, environment are going to uh, allow Linux to become more prominent on the desktop. Never Things happened. like that. <laughs> well, you know, there's a theory that says that uh, the desktop will just melt away and Linux will uh, actually take over by being on phones and tablets. No, and exactly. is, is this, is, this is why it's be an interesting um, uh, keynote there, because he's always bringing up interesting angles and hopefully it'll uh, turn out to be true this time yeah yeah that's that's exact that uh, exactly it um so you know uh, mad dog's doing the friday and then um you know saturday we we hit the ground running with uh all of our our tracks um we've got tracks for developers um we have an open source solutions stage, which is where companies can present what they're doing. Uh, we're doing a career, what we're calling the career track. Uh, and that is, uh, we're setting up opportunities, companies that are looking for Linux talent that are going to come there and we're going to basically have a job fair as part of this. So, if, you know, if you were uh, looking to... Uh, get a job as a Linux sysadmin or 
anything related to that, bring your resume and you can be a part of that. Uh, another thing that we're doing, and, and this is kind of interesting, uh, this is a track called New Linux Users. I, I mentioned the Linux Basics on Friday that uh, the newcomers can in install and configure Linux, and if they want, they can pay $100 and, and purchase the laptop that they just installed. Uh, and what we're going to do on Saturday is we're going to have a track uh, that is going to be teaching them uh, things about, uh, you know, what they can do with their Linux computer. Got some great people involved. Um, now, saying that, I'm one of them, so it's going to sound like I'm patting myself on the back, but I am one of the instructors for that track. Uh, I'm going to be uh, teaching LibreOffice. Oh, very good, very good. Uh, we got Door to Door Geek coming in to teach. Yes, We've I was got... about to say that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, which he's, uh, if you follow his podcast, you've heard how happy he is about that. Uh, we've got a fellow named Ryan Cather, who's uh, a friend of mine from here in Michigan, who is going to come in and talk about uh, the different uh, desktop environments, you know, GNOME, KDE, Unity, uh, you know, just give people a little sense of what their options are. Uh, we've got a fellow from my Linux users group, Hans Cox, who's going to come in and talk about Linux gaming. Um, and there's some other, I don't remember all of them, uh, but... You know, I, I remember those because I was largely involved in helping to set them up. Uh, so I, I know there's some other things going on. So we've got, but this is all day uh, track for the new Linux users. No, so. it's definitely uh, when I heard about it, I thought that was an excellent track. You know, for especially if somebody's bringing a friend or something for the first time, get them involved in Linux. It really should be something that's oh. um, on every um, on every one of the. Right. No, I, I, I think it, it's uh, absolutely fabulous. We start, our morning keynote is Wendy Seltzer. Um, and I don't know if you are familiar with Wendy, but, uh, you know, she's a real high power uh, person. Uh, Policy Council to the World Wide Web Consortium. Fellow with the Yale Law School's Information uh, Society Project. Uh, a fellow at Harvard's Berkman Center for Internet and Society. Um, she founded and leads the Chilling Effects Clearinghouse. She's on the board of directors of the Tor Project and on the board of the World Wide Web Foundation. So wow. this stuff. is a big get for us to get someone of, of that caliber. And so she's going to be talking about stopping SOPA and its spawn, um, how to preserve free expression on the internet. So I, I think that's a great way to start the day off. So that's our morning keynote. Um, then, you know, we go through the day with our, our, our various presentations. I'm not going to get into all of them, but, you know, we've got some really good people. Um, Joss Portfliet, who you may know as the community manager uh, for OpenSUSE, is going to be one of our speakers. Um, We've got Drew Levine coming in again, talking about uh, FreeNAS. Um, so there's, there's some really good people coming in here. Um, Jonathan Nado is going to be here talking about uh, his accessibility um, project. Uh, that's very good. Excellent. Uh, Joe Brockmeyer, Zonker, 
is going to be uh, is going to be one of our speakers. So, you know, I'm just picking. If you if you go take a look at the schedule, you can you can look at all of them. It just one great talk after another and it, it's the problem you're always going to have with these is that uh you're going to look at the schedule and say oh there's two talks i want to see at the same time and that just happens over and over yeah but not that's a lot always... you can do about that are you uh, well are you uh, recording the shows uh yeah we have uh we always do audio recording uh video is a little more complicated but yeah, we we do audio recordings of all of these, and um, usually host them uh, up at archive.org. But it, it takes a little while for us to do the editing and get them up there. Uh, so after a whole day of this, we've then got uh, Elizabeth Garby, uh, who's going to talk about growing up with Linux. Now Elizabeth is the daughter of Bedale Garby, who just retired from uh, Hewlett Packard, but was the uh, leader, the Debian project leader at one point, and is active in a boatload of open source projects. and And Elizabeth has been pretty active in stuff too. Um, she's part of a Pulsar Astronomy research team at Oberlin College, um, and uh, you know is involved with computing as part of of that. And, and so yeah. she's going to talk about you know growing up in a Linux household and what that was like. Then our closing keynote, we've got um, Angie Byron from the Drupal project. Uh, Angie is on the is the director of community development at IKEA, uh, core maintainer for Drupal Seven. Um, open source evangelist on the board of directors of the Drupal Association. And so, uh, you know, she's very involved in community development, and so she's going to do a keynote, How to Create Ravenously Passionate Contributors. Uh, I think that's going to be great. Uh, now, one of the things that, um, well, uh, yeah, let me, let me finish the schedule thing quickly. We do have on Sunday... Uh, we, we're going to offer the LPI certification exams. So if you took the exam cram on Friday, you can take the exams on Sunday. And then uh, the diversity and open source workshop. Uh, but that's one of the things we've done for several years now. You know, just try and, and talk a little about how we uh, how we open up the community. Uh, you know, it's one of those things that just keeps coming up in the news. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if you followed the, uh, there was a, a I'm going to call it a kerfuffle, so to speak, uh, about uh, geek feminism just in the last couple of weeks. With all no. sorts of, you know, Bruce Byfield was writing about it, uh, Ricky Ensley was writing about it, I mean, there were any number of people, you know, who were talking about whether they are or are not geek feminists and, you know, some women who were basically being called out by other women <laughs> oh, okay. at a Linux event. An interesting kind of situation. So anyway, we've got our diversity and open source workshop on, on Sunday, and this gives us a chance to talk through some of these issues. So that's the the 5,000-foot view of the schedule. Cool. How many people roughly stay over for the Saturday and Sunday? Is it... Do people stay Well, on? Sunday is, you know, uh, that that's going to be pretty light. We're not going to get a huge number of people on Sunday. 
But uh, Saturday, um, you know, I'm I'm going to put a stake in the ground here. I'm going to expect about fifteen hundred. Well, that's I think that's festival. realistic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> certainly, um, I'm hearing from a lot of people uh, how excited they are about Ohio Linux Fest and looking forward to going. And you know, if there are that many people that excited that I'm hearing about it all the time, I think we've got a pretty good shot at at, at 1,500. We'll see what the final numbers look like, um, but that would make it probably one of our more successful years. Excuse no, me. It's, it's definitely uh, definitely very impressive, as we said. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it, uh, it, what comes of uh, being around for a while. Like I say, this is our tenth year, um, so you know we've been we've been doing it for a while. We're also experimenting um, with our registration. This is uh, something that's a little bit different. Yeah, you know, in about the, this. can you walk us through it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've always had a what we call enthusiast registration, which is free. Just go to the website and say, yes, I'm coming. Um, and what we did, we do have problems if we don't know how many people are coming. So what we have said on that is, you know, if you just register on the website and say you're coming, you can come for free. If you just walk in the day of the event, we'll charge you five bucks. Yeah, seems reasonable uh, there. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's more an encouragement to for people to register so we know we can plan than it is an attempt to make money. Uh, and then in the past, we've had what we called a supporter registration that was $65, and we've dropped that. Um, there, was all, there was some confusion about it sometimes. You know, there were some people would sort of uh, you know for the 65 dollars you get a t-shirt and a box lunch and it's like well that's not worth 65 dollars and it's like well that's yes kind of not that, the point. that's the point uh you know the idea was it was uh you know we have what we call public television in this country and i know it doesn't work the same where you are but it, it's like they have to go on air and beg for money periodically and so it's like, uh, yeah, 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 I know exactly. If if you you know if you give a hundred dollars, we'll send you this DVD. And it's like, well, the DVD's not worth a hundred bucks, but the the point is, it's just a little inducement to give money. So we decided, okay, that just uh, you know that did cause a little bit of confusion. And the other thing was there were there were a number of people that say, you know, I really love to get a T-shirt, but I can't spend sixty-five bucks. So what we did is we turned it into an a la carte. So when you go to register, you can just register as an enthusiast, and that's fine. Yeah, and, that's you know, and then on a second page, you can say, uh, and in addition, uh, you can get a ticket to the uh, Saturday party. Um and the Saturday party, we're going to have, uh, I have not been given the authority to release the name yet. I'm just going to say we've got a real good entertainer lined up. Um, Ooh, go on, go on, tell us here. We won't tell you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, it should come out in another week or so, I'm thinking. Um, and uh, so that that's a $5 ticket. And you know, in return for your five dollar ticket, you, you you'll you'll get a drink. Um, so 
it's kind of a wash that way anyway. But you can buy that um, when you register. You can get the t-shirt if you want. Um, and so then for the t-shirt, just looking up the price here, make sure I know, that's $25. Um, then if you want to come to the diversity and open source workshop, and that includes a brunch, um, that's $20. And then um, if you'd like to uh, make a donate, just a straight donation, we've got a little button here for a $25 donation that you can just add to the cart. Um, we are a, a registered nonprofit. Your donations are tax deductible. Um, so, you know, a number of us, uh, you know, I, I did everything. So when I registered, I ended up spending $75. Um, and, uh, you know, some of the people that aren't going to stay over Sunday, then it would be $55 if you did all of the other stuff and you're not going to stay for the diversity and open source workshop. No, I, I completely understand what you're doing. I think it's fantastic. I've, uh, after the interviews for uh, that I did previously, I wanted to support your show, but you know, seventy-five dollars was always, uh, you know, quite a hit on me. And then uh, the supporters' T-shirt of kind of, uh, I I ordered one, but gave the ticket to somebody else because the cost of shipping it over here would just be more expensive than they uh, than purchasing it. So I think it's you know really cool. I'll be able to throw a few quid, quid your way, but uh, uh, yeah, so it's a good idea. Let's see how it works out. Well, if you really want a T-shirt, let me know, Ken. I'll send you one. No, that would be uh, that would be abusing my my position, yeah. such as it is. <laughs> Not a problem. Not a problem. Uh, they don't make T-shirts big enough to fit me. So. Uh, well, now we've got a five XL here. If if that's not okay, big I take enough, that back, yeah. <laughs> I sort of looked at, and then I said, "Okay, I've seen a few of the people who attend our conference. I guess we, we need a couple of those." Um. So that's uh, you know, it's an experiment. I mean, we we may look back on this uh, in October and say, you know, that really didn't work very well. In which case, we'll try something different. Yeah, try but, something else. It's always uh, good to be pushing the boundaries. I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, we we've got a number of things. I, you know, some of the stuff I'm really excited about is like the uh, our uh, our OLF um, Institute, the professional training. Um, I just, I mean, we we've always had some pretty good stuff, but uh, we've got a fellow involved this year in who really took a hold of that one and made it his project. So I think that really did a lot to bump that one up. Uh, we got someone else who came in there and said, well, you know, I want to make this job fair, the career track thing happen, and just grabbed it and, and ran with it, you know, which is great. And then this new, uh, the newbie uh, training track, you know, in introduction to Linux and open source software and what you can do with it. No, I think that is both of those tracks uh, and indeed the, the addition of the T, the supporters back is a fantastic change and hopefully it'll be picked up. But especially, I know we've already spoken about the new users to Linux track, which is, I think, a requirement. People often assume that um, you know everybody knows 
you know, as a member of the community and about and that sort of thing. But I also would like to just point out from the point of view of your own career, if you were going down um, for some training from your work, um, it's a good good opportunity to get some budget out of your HR department to go down and do the training track. And no harm as well to keep your eyes open and uh, have your CV up to date. It's always good to have that up to date. And oh, see, yeah. You know, just have a little rummage around there, see what opportunities are available to you. And uh, mm-hmm. I think it's very good, and you should be commended for doing that at your best. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I think you should always try and, and, and push the boundaries a little bit one way or another and say, let's just try something new. Uh, and if it doesn't work, we'll j- you know, if you think about it, that's that's kind of how so much of uh, open source software came about, was people would try things and, you know, if it worked, great. If it didn't work, well, you know, move on to the next project. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, we're, it's getting very late here again, and yeah. I'm just wondering, is there anything that we haven't covered? Or uh, I see birds of a feather sessions. Have we, uh, have we gone into that enough? Well, I mean, the thing about birds of a feather sessions is that it's it's kind of up to the uh, attendees, you know. Um, we basically created some slots. We've got one-hour slots from uh, 7 to 8, from 8 to 9, and from 9 to 10. We've got about six different rooms, so we could theoretically have 18 different BOF sessions. Uh but it's really up to the the people who come. Um, you know, with boffs, it's uh, someone says, "Well, I want to do one," and it's like, "Well, all right. Is there an open room? Post it. Do it." And how popular are those? Just by the way. Well, um, you know, it, it's going to vary a little bit. Uh, last year, I went to one on KDE, um, and Trevor Fisher. Was sort of organized that one. He's one of the KDE developers. He works on sound. Uh, so he did that. And there were, I don't know, about six of us that came and, and had a little chat about all of that. So I, I just know about that one. I'm, I know there were others. Okay, very good. I suppose but, is that actually uh, quite a good idea if you did have a project and there were quite a few people coming around just uh, grab a room and have a face-to-face right um i know i'll be definitely doing that with some of the guys that uh, i'll kind of just i have a whole list of stuff that i want to talk to them about and it would actually be no harm to have a a session there yeah one of the things we're doing uh this year with the birds of a feather sessions is that we move them to friday night and and I think that's good because it otherwise you've got conflicts with all of the talks on Saturday. Uh, you know, last year I might have gone to more of the boffs if it wasn't the fact that well, there's all these talks that I want to see. Uh, oh yeah, I'm so understand. You know, moving it to Friday night I think is probably a good idea, but we'll see. Again, you can always. Uh... You can always go into your version control system and, and take that one out. Uh, right, exactly. Okay, uh, Kevin, uh, I suppose. <laughs> Which is sure. a lot easier to remember than uh, okay. Anika. Yeah. Um, listen, uh, thank you very much again for um, taking the time to record the show. We really do appreciate it. Um, mm-hmm. If there's anybody, uh, has anybody already lined up for a HBR table, do you know? Uh, I don't know. Um, 
obviously I can't because I'm already no, be flat out busy, busy yeah. the whole time. Uh, I know there's going to be other HPR people there. Um, you know, Clatu is usually involved. Um, so I'd expect that he'd be there. Um, you know, the Linux Link Tech Show, there's going to be some people there, but they're probably going to be representing their own podcast. Um, you know, Mr. Gadget will be there. I'm, I'm sure there will be people, but I, I, no one has said anything about, I'm going to do an HPR table there. Well, now is the time for them to be doing that. So that we well, can... maybe when they hear this, someone will step forward. Absolutely. And listen, um, we'll obviously re uh, reserve um, some a block of time after the uh, event so that we can get those interviews out um, mm -hmm. in fairly short order. Sounds great. Okay, well, I'd like to thank you again. And just uh, remember, everybody, if you have um, a topic that you want to discuss here in Hack the Public Radio, it's very easy to uh, do it. Just go to the contributors page and uh, continue to read. And tune in tomorrow for another exciting episode of Hacker Public Radio. You have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever considered recording a podcast, then visit our website to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club. HBR is funded by the Binary Revolution at binrev.com. All Binrev projects are proudly sponsored by Lunar Pages. From shared hosting to custom private clouds, go to lunarpages.com for all your hosting needs. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons, Attribution, Share Alike, 3.0 license.